Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. A new children's book is benefiting kids of all ages thanks to its themes of compassion, self-esteem, confidence, and the idea of turning negative thoughts into positive ones, all woven into a story about a young girl's struggle to move out of her comfort zone. It's called I Can Believe in Myself, written by Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series and Mom's Choice Award winner, Miriam Laundrie, who is on the line with me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Give us an overview of I Can Believe in Myself. Without giving away too much, what's the plot? Sure. So the plot is a little girl named Molly. She's in grade three. She has been chosen as the star of the day at school, which means that she has to get up in front of the whole class and talk about her show and tell. And the fears start coming up and the excuses and why she can't do that and, you know, really why she's afraid to do that. The plot is that she has to figure out a way to get up in front of the class and speak in front of everybody and talk about her show and tell. So it's a discovery for her how to overcome that. But then she also realizes that a lot of other children are also saying, I can't, I can't tie my shoelaces. I can't do the monkey bars. I can't do this. I can't do that. So it's really neat to see how she figures it out for herself. Yes, I won't give you the ending. (laughs) (laughs) What ages is it geared toward? I would say it's good for children five to about nine, ten years old. And what inspired you to write this book? Well, I'll just say that this is a brand new edition of the book. The book was first self-published in 2013. And when I first wrote it, I was actually on the flight back from one of Jack Canfield's self-esteem building workshops. And it was on the flight home that I kept thinking, I just spent an amazing week with Jack Canfield. I learned so much for myself, a lot of self-development. But I kept thinking about my kids. I had four, I have four children. And I kept thinking, well, where would my life be had I learned all these great things when I was younger? And I wanted to get home and tell my children something that I had learned. And it really just came into my mind on the flight home that if I could just teach them one thing of what I, from what I just learned, it would be to let go of the word can't because that word just, just limits us. It stops us from even trying to do things. So it was really important for me to come home and teach them about that. But I didn't want to just come home and dump this information on them. I thought the best way to do it is to write a story about it. And that's how I Can Believe in Myself really started. So what can parents do to help their children increase their self-esteem? Oh, yeah, this is a great question. There are a lot of things that we can do as parents, but one of the big things that 
self-esteem is based on feeling lovable and capable. So I've heard actually Jack Canfield talk about this a lot for children. An easy thing that parents can do is put two photographs in each child's bedroom. One of them, a photograph of the child doing something they enjoy, maybe it's a sport or music or an activity that they can do. And that really helps them feel capable. It's just a reminder that they're going for that, that they're doing it. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a ribbon or a trophy, but it's just feeling capable that they, they can do something new. And then the other photograph is a photo of the family, the child in the center and have siblings there and the parents there. And they just, it's a reminder that they're lovable and that they're loved by their family. So two easy things right there. You speak at schools nationwide. What advice do you have for parents and teachers who are educating kids at home and are struggling to help them find motivation or focus? Uh, This is for the parents who are hearing a lot of I can'ts. Yes, definitely. And I, I mean, right now things are, I think, tougher for children, right? And a lot of places in the U.S. and in Canada where I live, we're currently in a lockdown. So kids are doing online learning. So it's really important for us to be talking to them and encouraging them like they have been hearing I can't all of 2020 I think this is the year to start telling them that they can do things I mean it starts with you can't see your grandparents you can't play with a friend you can't go to school so finding different ways to say that for one they children shouldn't hear us say I can't it's a different way of doing things so just always putting a positive spin on things encouraging them for my children right now, as we've, we're in second week of online learning, just giving them an environment where they can feel like it's their place, you know, either at the kitchen table or in their bedroom on a desk, having their water, snacks, and just starting off the day early is what I would say, as opposed to rushing at the end and getting all hooked up. And, you know, kids get stressed when they see us stressed. So keeping it cool and collected as parents, I think is the is the big thing because they're watching everything we're doing. They're hearing what we say. So we could be a great example to them by just, first of all, eliminating that word altogether from our vocabulary. I'm speaking with Miriam Laundrie, co-author of the new children's book, I Can Believe in Myself. Like you said, the phrase I can't has been heard a lot in the past year. How does this book's message inspire a sense of empowerment? Yeah, the sense of empowerment comes from just believing that we're going to get through this. This is temporary. And just thinking, always giving it a positive twist. So for example, yesterday was my daughter's birthday. And we're in middle of winter in Canada. She cannot see any friends and, you know, has to stay home. We couldn't see family. And we talked about it probably two weeks ago. Okay, so it's your birthday. We cannot do all the things we normally do. And she started saying it's going to be the worst birthday ever. So it was just a moment to talk about, okay, you get to choose what kind of birthday you have. You get to choose. You have two weeks to plan. How are you going to make this day the best day, the best birthday? And, you know, she turned 16, a little bit older, but she asked to have a backdrop in the living room and did a photo shoot with her sister, ordered a dress online and did a photo shoot. So just always giving it a positive twist. Okay, we maybe we are not able to do that right now, but how can we still make it good? How can, you know, what can we do, right? Focusing on the can, the things that we can do instead of all those can't words. There are some activities at the end of the book that parents and educators can do with their children to reinforce the messages in the book. Can you describe a couple of them and why they work? Yeah, sure. 
My favorite exercise is called Rest in Peace, the I Can't Funeral. And basically, you get your children, or if you're a teacher, the, the students in your classroom, all to sit down, give them a piece of paper, and to write down everything that they think they can't do. You know, they'll start with, I can't do math, maybe, or I can't write, or I can't hit a baseball past second base, I can't uh, swim, you know, anything that comes up for them, get them to write it down. And then we have a couple of choices in the book to do. One is you can choose to shred the papers with a paper shredder, like a character in the book, or you can find a place in your backyard and dig a hole and bury the sheets of paper. This is actually my favorite one. And in the back, we have the activity that explains how to do a burial service with your children. So bury that box. It could be a shoe box with all the I can'ts. And then you go on and you gather your children and read a eulogy. You could say something like, boys and girls, please join hands and bow your heads. We gather here today to honor the memory of I can't. While he was with us here on earth, he touched the lives of everyone, some more than others. His name has been spoken in every public building, schools, city halls, state capitals, and even in the White House. We have now provided I can't with a final resting place. He is survived by his brothers and sisters. I can, I will, and I'm going to right away. They're not as well known as their famous relative and are certainly not as strong and powerful yet, but perhaps someday with your help, they will make an even bigger mark in the world. So it's, it's something that children will remember. You know, they'll remember the day they buried their I can't. And anytime you hear them say it again, just remind them of the burial and ask them to remind you of whatever your I can't was. It's just something to put in their mind so that whenever they start saying I can't, they just go back to that and, and then reframe it into an I can statement. Yeah, that's my favorite exercise in the book. But, of course, there's different other exercises that we've we've added there, and it's just different ways to let go of the word can't. That is very cute. I'm speaking mm-hmm. with Miriam Laundrie, co-author of the new children's book, I Can Believe in Myself. Miriam, you speak in front of large audiences. What tips can you give to children and adults, like the main character, Molly, who struggle with public speaking? Yes, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, the, definitely take a deep breath before you get out on stage. And then probably the most important thing, before you do anything, before, you know, okay, so I'm going to share three quick tips for success, whether it's getting up in front of a group of people and speaking, whether it's, you know, for children riding a bike without training wheels or doing a cartwheel. The first thing is to always say you can, to believe you can, because as soon as you say can't, it stops you from even trying. You're going to stop there and it's done. But when you say I can, there's possibilities, there's hopes, and you're going to go for it. And then step two is find somebody that already knows how to do what you want to do and ask them for help. So perhaps ask another person that you see speak in front of an audience, ask them for help. If it's riding your bike, ask somebody to give you some tips. And then the third step is to practice and practice until you can get it done. For me, before I started speaking, I had to practice many times in front of any audience, my family, friends, anybody that could hear me, anybody that wanted to hear me and let me practice with them. The more we practice, the better we become at everything. If it's for a child, same thing, practice riding their bike over and over and over again, and then they're going to be able to do it. So those are my three tips 
for success. The characters in this book, I Can Believe in Myself, are multicultural. How important was that to you? Yes, that was really important. My Both my parents are from Bolivia in South America. So growing up, I did not see any Hispanic children in children's books. And I, I feel like I would have felt... Um, I would have felt included. I would have felt like uh, books were relatable to things that I was going through growing up, being from a different culture. So this time, so I wanted to say that I self-published the book, and now HCI Books has uh, picked up the book, and Jack Canfield has added the exercises at the end of the book, and we've edited the story, brand new illustrations. And this time we also added even more diversity. We had some diversity, but we added even more to the book. So we have children from very, from many nationalities. And it's just, you know, I think as, as a child, it would have really helped me to see little Hispanic girls in children's books. So I want to make sure that my books definitely have people from different races, nationalities, so that we all feel included and a part of something bigger. You're donating your proceeds from this book to Pencils of Promise. Tell us about that organization and why it's important to you. Yes. Pencils of Promise is a, they build schools in different places in the world, in Ghana and Guatemala and Laos right now. So when I saw what they were doing, I just, it just spoke to me. Having been, being from South America and Having traveled a lot in Central America, I, I have seen firsthand what some children have to go through to get an education. And I really believe that everywhere, no matter where you live, <laughs> we all deserve good quality education. So what I, when I saw what Pencils of Promise was doing, I knew that I had to be a part of that. So, I, yes, I'm donating all the proceeds from this book and part of you know, my revenue from my business to go towards building a school in Guatemala. I just love it. I hope to go to Guatemala in the next couple of years with my own children and to show them that we can make a difference. There's so much that we can do. We are blessed to live in Canada, in the U.S., and I really believe that we should be looking at helping in any way that we can. What advice do you have for aspiring writers? Oh, writers. Well, I do have, um, I mentor aspiring authors to publish their books. I really believe that Children need to come across more and more good children's books. So I I mentor aspiring children's book authors to finish their books, to put them out there. So the advice that I would have for them is to find a community. First of all, everything is done in community, done so much faster in community. Find a community of writers, of people that are going through the same things. Um, You know, it's the same advice I just gave you with those three steps. Believe that you can do it find somebody to help you and then practice the practice comes from all the edits that we have to do as authors of course with our manuscripts but just realize that the world needs your children's book that children everywhere need your book and let that be your why let that be what motivates you to to get to the finish line and what motivates you oh that's a good question for me uh, hands down it's my children Um, Right now, my youngest is eight and my oldest is 17. So it's very real for me that I only have a couple more years with the older ones before they're before they go off to university or, you know, whatever they may do. But just knowing that they're watching everything that I'm doing motivates me to be even better. You know, I just have so many 
so many examples of of times that I've heard them basically telling me the things that I've either said to a friend on a phone call or my husband and I have talked about and and they remind me of that. So they're and, and it's when you don't think they're watching. When you don't think they're watching, they really are and they're hearing everything you say. So I've I've taught them to let go of the word can't. But once in a while, mommy says them too, right? <laughs> Especially when I get off the phone and I, or I'm talking to somebody and I say, I can't wait to see you. And they'll point it out to me. They'll say, you just said that word. You know, so I've had to reprogram what I say instead of saying, I can't wait to see you. Just saying, you know, I look forward to seeing you. So I know that they're watching me and they're the ones that motivate me. I've been speaking with Miriam Laundry, co-author of the new children's book, I Can Believe in Myself, which drops on February 23rd. It's available for pre-order now. Any last thoughts for us? I appreciate the interview. The book is available on Amazon, and I would love if you would partner with us in purchasing the book for the children in your life. All the proceeds are going towards Pencils of Promise. Thank you so much for talking with us today and for writing such an inspiring book. Thank you so much for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.